This is Comic Shenanigans Episode 30, spotlight on the all-new Marvel Backlist Reading Chronology. Welcome back to the show. This is episode number 30 of Comic Shenanigans. We're doing a spotlight on the all-new Marvel Backlist Reading Chronology, which is a free kind of thing that you can pick up at your local comic book store. Uh, I'm Adam Chapman, your host, and I'm here with my special guest. Nathan Struck. And, Am I that special anymore? Uh, you're still a special guest to me. <laughs> okay. Uh, now, the what is the Marvel Backlist Reading Chronology? Uh, Nate was just asking me himself. He's like, what is this? What Terrible are cover. It's Arthur Adams. Uh, not that good. Basically, this is a compendium of all the different trades that there are available for Marvel characters. Not all of them, but most of them are relatively in print or recently out of print in some cases. So if I if I want something from this list, I can order it? For the most part, yes. Okay. And it's kind of it's a nice kind of way of saying, you know, there, especially with Marvel now happening, I guess it's a fresh start, but if you're if you want to kind of go back and because everything still happened in Marvel now, just they're doing new directions, but everything still happened, you can go back and kind of enjoy other stories that have been told with these characters over the last, you know, whatever many years. Uh, there's a large variety of things to look through, so we'll just, we're just going to kind of do a, a quick uh, rapid fire. It's kind of looking at trades that are here, ones we think that are, are important to uh, to buy, ones we wish we didn't buy, etc. Sure. So when we start off, we got Marvel Events. So of course, it's the first thing they, they really want to shove down oh, your yeah. throat. Uh, so Avengers Disassembled, you have that. I love Avengers Disassembled. Yep. It's $5 on Amazon.ca. Unbelievable. That, doesn't it just feel like you just want to buy a bunch just to give them to people? I would. You know, there's a, a um, what's his name? Uh, a guy from Vancouver on YouTube who, um, I'm going to kill myself if I can't remember, Player, Play, Player Lives. And he went to uh, EB Games last week and he found uh, Excite Bots, which is a game for the Wii, a racing game. Excellent game for the Wii. 95 cents. What? He bought all the ones they had. And really? he said, I'm going to give them to my friends. I'm not going to sell these. I'm going to give them these. I'm going to do another EB Games like next week and see if they have them for 95 cents. And he got like percentage of off as well because of his edge card and everything. Oh, really? And so he's like, so it ended up being nothing. That's awesome. And he's like, why wouldn't you? I feel the same way about Disassembled. I kind of want to get a few traits yeah. and just go and just, like give them to children. I know you didn't, you weren't a big <laughs> Hello, fan. children. Know, yeah, that sounds weird. I know you weren't a big fan of um, uh, Fantastic Four by Mark Wade and uh, no, Michael Ringo. No. But they had a nine cent issue when it first started. Oh, yeah. And I bought like 30 of them. And I was just it was like, I'm going to university, I'm going to give out some comics. did not fly so well. But I liked having it, and I would try and give it to people. And yep. then I, when uh, Kelly's younger brothers, uh, you know, I was like, here, here, here's some Fantastic Four. I mean, it did. What can they say? They're not going to say no, it's free. Who's going to say no to a free yeah. comic? And it's very colorful. Mike Wingo, even if you don't like him, he's very expressive artwork. Very, you know, if you're a child, you're really going to really be attracted to the bright colors, the bright artwork sure. and stuff. Uh, House of M, well, I know how you feel about that. It's one of my favorite events in the past 10 years. Of all time or just last 10 years? Maybe all time. I think you could you could go back a little. Yeah. Like, I really love the stories of the plot beats of things like Infinity Gauntlet, but overall reading Infinity Gauntlet is not as enjoyable to me now. Yeah. Civil War? Now, this is. I also I, really enjoy Civil it's War. It's interesting looking at this list because so much of this is must-reads. Now, Fallen Sun... Not as much of a must-read. No. Some nice after, art. Some really nice art, but the story by Jeff Loeb really didn't go anywhere. It was the de- after Captain America's death, sure. what happens? Uh, World War Hulk. Really enjoyable event. Yeah, it's a pretty... It's remarkably self-contained. I mean, there, it sure. does come after Planet Hulk, but you don't need to have read it to really get it. But it is, I think, uh, mandatory reading if you finish Planet Hulk. I think it's yes. very important to oh, see yeah. the, the ending. Although, that being said, I almost wish that nothing ever happened after Planet Hulk. Because you just have <laughs> him coming home, and it looks so fearsome, and yeah. you're like, you know what, I'm good. And he does a lot of smashing. Yeah, and he just and it's just such a great story. It would away. almost be okay to be like, you know what, I'm good, thanks. Uh, Secret Invasion started great. This is where I stopped buying 
events? Uh, no, I stopped buying weekly comics. Oh, wow. So that's... Kind of as a result of this. I got burned out on Civil War. I do love Civil War. Yeah. I really enjoyed a lot of the political it nature huge, of it. huge, though. But I bought too much. Okay. And uh, Secret Invasion didn't do it for me. Like like Paul with Avengers vs. X-Men? Oh, my goodness. Walking in with a long box? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Ridiculous. Next up, Siege, I, HC. Coipel came back, so I came back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, next up was Shadowland. Yeah. Nope. You know what? You, you just pretend. Just pretend after Brewbreakers run, there was something that happened afterwards. But then you got Mark Wade, and that's. Oh yeah, happened. we don't really know what happened. No, no I, don't, I, don't, I don't even care. Yeah. Like it wasn't good. Uh, after that, fear itself. Uh, less said the better. Waste, which is events. a lot way that that felt as well. And then Avengers versus X Men, <sighs> very uneven, but still enjoyable if you can if you can dis- suspend your disbelief. Yeah, over and over again. Yes, I mean at the end of the day, it was a good popcorn story, which for a brief moment, one issue. Could have been more than a popcorn but, story. But as mentioned in the now, I guess now that I've seen it, the famous uh, Death and Return of Superman video. Yes. On YouTube, it by killing the, the suspension of disbelief and death in that story, the ending to AVX won't really knock your socks off because you no. don't really feel like it has any real impact. Ultimately, no, that's true. Now the next page is a lot of Avengers classic. I'm not really going to go over them. Yeah. It is a lot of masterwork stuff. Basically, if you like the classic Avengers stuff, you already have this. Sure. Um, there's an Avengers omnibus which has the first 30 issues of the original series. If you really like old school kind of Jack Kirby and Stanley, and then the other guys who followed, this is really good stuff. Some but of that's some, yeah, it's fun. And, and, you can, and if you're a Heroclix fan, you mm-hmm. can discover the origins of Jinku. Yes, and you can also read some Space Phantom. Yes, you can. Yeah, yeah. it's exciting stuff. On the next page, then we also have the Kree Scrawl War, which is kind of important it's classic an, Avengers it's reading. Important, yeah, I mean, it doesn't read as well than as it. No, but if you don't want to Wikipedia it just to kind of glance over what it was, if you don't really have any interest, at least you should know what the Kree Scroll War was. Yeah. But other than that... If I mean, you want to know what the classic Avengers are, I mean, this is one of their seminal stories. It may not yeah. necessarily stand up all that well, but it's extremely important in terms of... It was their one of their first major kind of stories that it kind of pulled things together and it was this epic. Yeah. Especially positioning the cosmic kind of political scape and the, and the sense of... Oh, yeah. Very much leading into events like uh, Annihilation and um, War of Kings and things like that that follow afterwards. You need to yeah. know what happened to these empires. Yeah, if you want to know, like, I mean, we, we were already introduced the Korean Skrull at this point, but this is where we really found out that there was a, a much larger universe than we realized. And there's all, all sorts of... Uh, politics going on and maybe you could appreciate uh avengers the cartoon yeah uh, which recently you know aired uh because they also go into the kree squirrel war there mm-hmm. a little different but i mean they they, they they touch on it yeah it's definitely mentioned uh then at the bottom at the bottom of the page we've got the avengers and defenders war i have resisted picking this up for years i'm just not a huge fan of that storyline yeah. you know uh then you got legion of the unliving i kind of stayed away from that as well did you ever care about that nope. kind of stuff? No. Coming of the Beast, I was wanted, but... I don't like the bounding happy beast in the it's a, it's a little weird. Uh, the Serpent Crown, I have that. It's a pretty classic story. Kind of a Captain America thing, but... It is, yeah. And then you got uh, the Private War of Doctor Doom, which was... They used the title of this trade for the title of the episode featuring Doctor Doom in the Avengers Oh, that's cartoon. right, they did! Yeah. That's nice. A lot of their episodes were based... had names from original comic storylines. Now, how do you say that name? Uh, which one? Uh, George... Perez. Because the accent is on the first E? I think so. So instead of being Perez, it's, it's Perez? Perez, yeah. Unfortunate. Eh, whatever. It is what it is. 
Uh, then you got the Bride of Ultron. If you're a fan of Ultron and Jocasta and all that kind of stuff, it's I'm kind not, of acquired reading. I'm a Bride of Ultron, but not Jocasta. Okay. And next up is definitely one of the most famous Avengers storylines. Uh, Korvac, yeah. Next page, the Korvac saga. Again, doesn't read all that well these days because it's very odd and disjointed. And you got the Guardians of the Galaxy, not the cool new ones but who were in the cartoon, but the original ones. That being said, it's still, again, thought of as one of the most seminal Avengers storylines. Uh, it's by Jim Shooter, George Perez, uh, Jim... Sorry, Sal Buscema. Uh, it's got some really nice stuff. And I, I like it, but yeah, it doesn't necessarily hold up. If you can get your hands on one of the uh, the Marvel Masterworks, sorry, not Marvel Masterworks, Marvel Premier Classic hardcovers, it looks gorgeous. Well, anything looks better in those premiers. Oh yeah, they really do. Uh, after that, you got Avengers Knights of Wondegore. Oh my goodness. It's an important Scarlet Witch going crazy story. You seem to like those. No, I only like the recent ones. I think her old ones are kind of, uh eh. Well, that's where we find out the origin of her and Quicksilver. But she does keep going, you do recognize now that she does keep going crazy. It's kind of yes. part of her character. It, yes. Okay. I don't like certain ways how Bendis did well, it. That's but fine. I but guess. it's not from out of the blue though, right? No, it's okay. not out of the blue completely. No. Okay. Uh, it's like Quicksilver. He's a dick. Like, it's, you shouldn't be surprised. Like, why is he mean? Yeah, next up is the the, uh, the contest, uh, Avengers the Contest uh, Chip Everback, which is the original Contest of Champions. I'm mm. sad it doesn't collect the second one, which had, uh, the Slingers were in that. They totally made an appearance in the uh, Contest of Champions, Contest of Champions 2. Hmm. Uh, after that, you got the Trial of Yellow Jacket. That's I kind s- of a big... Oh, yeah, I, don't, I still don't have this, and I mean to. It's huge, though. It's got uh, 19 issues in it. That's pretty big for an old-school trade. And if you want to see how Hank Pym really got disgraced the first time and how he hit his wife, then this is where it all happened. It's huge for that character. Uh, after that, you got... Under Siege, yeah. Under Siege. Also very big. One of the best Avengers storylines. And if you're looking for a Baron Zemo storyline, or it's basically, if you like Thunderbolts, you should have read the classic Thunderbolts. <laughs> yeah, sure. You That's should really read Under starts. Siege. Yeah. This is where they, they seed a lot of those characters. Uh, right after that, you have Assault on Olympus. Eh, not a bad storyline, but Roger Stern and, uh, what is it, John Buscema? John Buscema's beautiful artwork. But do, yeah. you, do you care? No? No, I'm not right. Uh, then you have X-Men versus Magneto, or, X, sorry, X-Men versus Avengers. Uh, it's not good. It's 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 kind of a mess. <laughs> the first X-Men versus Avengers. Yes. Well, because the other one's AVX. Yes. This is X versus A. <laughs> oh. Uh, a Galactic Storm has two trades, two Titanic trades. It's an important. It's, an it's important. It's an important for the it's cosmic. It's very universe. controversial what the Avengers choose to do at the end of the story. Very controversial, and actually, if you look at it, it's interesting seeing what happens in Civil War, and this is kind of the first time that Cap and Iron Man were see, very on different uh, sides. Yeah, and you see what happens when you have too much power and you choose to use it in the wrong way. Yeah, no, it's it actually holds up fairly well. Some of the artwork isn't the greatest. And no, it is obviously in the, the early nineties. Terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want bad costumes and some weird art, you should read Citizen uh, Kang. Citizen Kang, oh, which yeah. is originally in the annuals in the 90s. Not the best. Uh, then we get to uh, something I had to buy. You love your blood ties. I love blood ties. I had an old out-of-print version of it, and I had to buy the hardcover. I found it for cheap last week. Didn't pick it up. Really? Oh, that saddens me. Well, I absolutely adore it. And I bought it in the oh. Premier Classic hardcover, which is amazing. Uh, after that, you have one of the most controversial Avengers stories absolutely. of all time. And controversial... <laughs> Is it arguable that it's one of the worst? Poorly told? Just it's, overall? It's not even it's, arguable. It is yeah, one of the yeah. worst storylines. I bought it in Omnibus. I didn't care. I wanted to own it all in one the big, crossing. thick, amazing volume. Avengers The Crossing. It's not good, but I don't care. So many foil covers, originally. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And you a bunch of one-shots. and yeah. This is where I came into The Avengers. And uh, I thought that, in the same I time? thought this was par, so I thought this was the norm. I'm like, okay, oh, well, so everything that came after that I don't know what's going on. Yellow Jacket 2 died. It's got to be crazy. What's interesting about this about this collection book here is that it doesn't actually show Heroes Are Born. I guess they don't care. Interesting. Pretends it doesn't happen. Well, you move right into Avengers Assemble Volume 1, so you have the... Uh, Which I don't like, but I know you like. I really like George Perez. 
Perez? And, uh, Perez. I keep, yeah. Perez and Busick, I think, have one of the best runs of classic Avengers. I like their Ultron It stuff. feels like classic Avengers work. Uh, like it, there's some weird stuff that happens there. Now in the middle here we got Avengers Forever, which love is it. one of the best Avengers. Only run. if you're a diehard continuity. Junkie, if you, you love continuity, this. you need this. If you don't love it, stay you the hell away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got the Celestial Quest because it was not included in the Avengers <laughs> the Assemble Quest. collection. I bought those. Why did you bother? Roger Stern and uh, what is it, Jorge Santa Maria because it was being put out, and I loved Avengers. Okay. That's... Uh, the next page we got Avengers West Coast is kind of the subheading. So you have the uh, the Hawkeye original. Yeah, I have that in, in uh, the Marvel Premiere Classics. Skip it and go for the current Hawkeye, I say. Yeah, David but Dodger you know stuff. what? But it's still fun stuff. I have the original West Coast Avengers Assemble in hardcover as well. I don't have any of the ones that came after it, but I do want them at some point. I have the Avengers uh, by Byrne, the Vision Quest. The Vision Quest, yeah. Very important to the character Vision. The Vision, yeah. Uh, at least for the time. If you like Vision, oh, although he's been rebooted so often. It's true. That's kind of funny because he's a machine man. Ah, see what happened oh, there? Oh, man. And then the volume right after that. Hey, look, Scott Witch went crazy again. That's twice. Well, three times in this booklet so far. Yeah. And then after that, you got uh, Along a, Came a Spider Woman. Darker Than Scarlet is where she makes her fictitious babies from the soul of a demon. Yes. So enjoy that one. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> and then after that, you got uh, Along Came a Spider Woman and Avengers West Coast, where yeah. the first real appearances of Spider Woman being on a team. Because she'd been around for a little while by then. And then the next page is New Avengers. So modern Avengers fans yeah. are going to be a big fan of this stuff. I was so in... This is when I came back to Canada and uh, I got disassembled because uh, it was just kind of starting. It was. Yeah. Um, this is where Paul got into Avengers. I was so excited about this stuff. The New Avengers, having Sentry on the New Avengers, I just thought with so many possibilities, who would know that they wouldn't really use Sentry for pretty much the entire inception of this team? Oh, yeah. Um, but I was so... I mean, it was nice. The Collective, in the Collective storyline... Um, he threw someone in the sun. Yeah, he did. So that was fun. Um, and yeah, and he ripped Bird Carnage in the first storyline. Yeah, that was fun. So too. you got all those volumes. So there's what, uh, like six volumes are presented here? I would say the one that's least important is the Sentry volume because it doesn't really answer any questions. It just asks. It just more. kind of brings them in. Uh, there is an omnibus, I think, coming out, or I don't know if it's out quite yet, which has the first, what, 31 issues. Do love the Silver War New Avengers. Yeah, those some really good stories. Times. Yeah, very nice. Uh, then after that, we continue with New Avengers. And then New Avengers became useless because they introduced Skrull Electra. And then every issue after that came about like, are you the scroll? Are you? Yeah. Now this is something I always wish I had in trade, and I still don't. Is New Avengers the Illuminati? Yeah. I wish I had that. in That trade. was on my wish list, and I didn't. Pick I it up. haven't. I I pulled. A, I pulled a Nathan. I waited. waited and I, I saw it for like five. Or that's t- a good miniseries. Eight or nine bucks, and I should have bought it. No, and I didn't. That's a great miniseries, actually. It's actually fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. The only thing that that makes me sad, and because it's not included in here, is the Illuminati one shot from before Civil War, when they when we first saw the team. It's a New Avengers one-shot? Yeah. I think it was New Avengers Civil War or something. Yeah, I have to check my and It's not included in there. That makes me sad. That's a bit of an oversight. It would have been nice to have it in there because uh, it would have felt more complete. Uh, but then so New Avengers just kept going. And it's just, kind and of, just chatting. Yeah. It's and it a lot of dinner secret, tables. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. The next, uh, next uh, page over has the Mighty Avengers, which again started off kind of odd. Odd but enjoyable. It was kind Very of popcorn. big and bombastic with that weird naked Janet. Frank Cho, I don't bomb. think he was the right artist for this, but yeah, whatever. Bendis wanted to work with him. Yeah, and they had the Venom bomb. So Mark Bagley, and there was a wasn't there a great Such issue there? Great. Uh, no, it was the um, it was like the the old coloring where they used yeah. dots to color go back everybody. in time. And so good! It's it such a love letter. to One old of the comics. best issues yeah, I've ever read. Really fun. By Bagley too. Uh, the actual really Venom stuff isn't that interesting. It's the it's the Doom time travel stuff. Oh that's yeah, interesting. which is fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of as you can tell, like there's a lot of stuff that happens 
if you want to kind of follow the Mighty Avengers, I don't care it's important. Mighty Avengers after that. It kind of got stuck with the Secret, Secret Invasion and all that kind of. Well, it didn't help that Dark Avengers also kind of was better. <laughs> yeah, well, because yeah, because then after Secret Invasion, it became Dan Slott's book, which yeah. was which felt disconnected from everything. And he also is not a marquee writer, so he he lost readers as a result of it. And he had um, an odd team. They just kind of like he he was so excited he finally got the right Avengers. He was a weird team. And then he got like who did he even have on the team? Like U.S. Agent and like. Visions and Hercules, and it was the new version of the Wasp. Yeah, it was Koi Fam who made the pencils, who's also not a really big um, talent. He's not. He's fine, but I don't. He's not. Now, uh, flip the page of Young Avengers, which is there's an out of print uh, Young Avengers Ultimate Collection. I wish I could buy this. That's probably the best way to buy it. Because I just bought the uh, trade of Avengers: The Children's Crusade, and I wish I had the the first year of the story, Mm -hmm. and I don't. It makes me quite sad. Uh, I I really enjoyed this for the first six issues of Young Avengers. I loved it. It was really well told. It wasn't wasn't muddled in continuity. The last six felt muddled in continuity. By the end of it, it was super muddled. And then you just had a bunch of stuff, which I actually wouldn't mind collecting in some way, but I think it's most of them are out of print. There's the Civil War Young Avengers and Runaways tie-in. There's the Young Avengers Presents, which actually wasn't a bad miniseries of one-shots. And then you had Secret Invasion and Runaways and Young Avengers. Those uh, Young Avengers Runaways crossovers are enjoyable. They're, yeah, they're, they're still fun. good. You read them anyway. I, I would like I would like to buy them at some point. Um, and then there was a Dark Rain Young Avengers, which didn't add much to their mythos. Mm, didn't read that. Uh, and then Children's Crusade was kind of the last of that. And then we move into Dark Avengers, which you can get the hardcover that has almost all the issues except for the Utopia issues, which is a pretty good collection. I recommend you get Thunderbolts, um, Warren Ellis's and Diodato's oh, we'll Thunderbolts get that. that pre. Oh, is it going to be? In I'm here? pretty sure. It's okay, in well, there. when it comes up, I recommend you get that first. Read those and yeah. enjoy them because that really adds to this. Now, and if you do buy the Volume One hardcover. Uh, of the first six issues, uh, I'm quoted on there oh. saying that it's a great book and it's gorgeous. Maybe you should be quoted in this book right here. This it'd be, is a flyer. It'd be nice, <laughs> but I can't ask for too much. Sells more comics just by his recommendations. Oh than yeah, any of the writers. You better believe it. Yeah, I um, love Dark Avengers. And then, but there's also like the Dark X Men. You Don't can care. just pretend that never happened. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. It just didn't. It was an okay attempt. It, but didn't, it didn't do much. Yeah. And then there are other stuff they kind of put on this book. The Dark Avengers, now that Thunderbolts has been retitled it, um, it's not the real Dark Avengers. No, it's a whole it's, new... It's more if you've been following Thunderbolts, you should read it. Otherwise, you don't need to. And new, and new Avengers, too. They have... A, like, that, that, the, dark, the new Dark Avengers spawned out of that new Avengers storyline. Yes, line, it did, yeah. Uh, which was... Uh, so then we have the heroic age of Avengers. Man, it, it's interesting it, watching this. It has is, become... This, this is what happens. It used to... Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, if you are a new reader to Marvel, it used to be there was one Avengers title. Yeah. And every once in a while, you get like an Avengers Unleashed for a few issues, which is oh, like, yeah. oh, we're trying to do two two comics. They couldn't sustain it. No. It was the Mighty Avengers. And now when you look at it, you're right. It's so big. It's such a huge franchise. And just like there's like three or four books and it's too much. And it kind of became what it is through the sheer willpower of Bendis, wasn't it? Bendis little... and Casada got together and said, this needs to be bigger. A little bit, yeah. So the heroic age of Avengers, it's basically Brian Michael Bendis' Avengers. Like, sure. That's basically what this is. So they're combining Avengers, Avengers Prime, and New Avengers because they're all written by Bendis. I didn't really find a lot of this necessarily all that great. I found the first volume of the first volume was enjoyable. Avengers was pretty strong because it was it was a nice time travel. Ultron it introduces story. the Ultron upcoming storyline. I actually didn't mind the second one with the I, I don't like the hood with but, the gauntlet, but I did uh, like the, the gauntlet, yeah. the gems. That I actually think I'll fun. get these too. I have the second one. It's yeah, quite good. I like it both. Uh, and then stop. But then Fear <laughs> Itself happened, and yeah. then when we got back from Fear Itself, we were all like, okay, we can get back to business. Uh, Bendis got back to boring business and had a horrible storyline illustrated by, 
what's his name, Daniel Acuna, who I hate. He has to be in the right project. And it was not the right project. And it was basically Norman Osborn's already back, and he's got a new master plan, and it just felt really like I want to bash my head against the wall. Mm. And then you had the AVX tie-ins, which, to be honest with you, should wait for the upcoming omnibus of the companion to AVX, which is going to be 1,088 pages, and have every single tie-in in it. So just wait. Uh, the new Avengers, I haven't liked it since it came back. You had the stupid... Um, uh, Jericho or Brother Voodoo storylines or magic stuff. I like stuff. that they tried to bring Brother Voodoo in, but it wasn't. I really thought they try, and then the second storyline was really a mess with Superior Lots of dinner or whatever. Tables. Yeah. Uh, next page is something. Well, we got Secret Avengers. They only have two volumes that are here. Secret. Of, the first volume wasn't so good. The, sec, nope. the second volume much better because it was Mick Diodato and it was uh, just doing kung fu. I don't know. Arts. I didn't care for either one of those two. By I like the second one, not the first one. Uh, then I didn't like the fear itself. But then we have the de- then the you Warren have Warren Ellis, which was so great because it was like planetary. Yeah, it was amazing. It was just called uh, "Run the Mission, Don't Get Caught, Save the World." Absolutely spectacular. All short stories. Yeah, I think they're all self-contained. They're all self-contained stories, building on something that Brew Baker had brought in. But it just it felt like you. And the this different... is the one you need. I, this is the one. If you're going to get anything, look get at the artists. Got Jamie McKelvey, who's great. David Aja, who's fantastic. Yes. Michael Lark, who's and, also amazing. And I'm pretty sure Alex Believe was on this, but he's not credited. But didn't he do the time travel story? Or was that Lark? I think it was Lark. Okay, but it was a brilliant book. Uh, and then you have Rick Remender, who I did not really enjoy on this book. But I like Rick Remender, and I haven't read any of these I like issues. Rick Remender. The artwork didn't work for me here. The Descendants Zerker. didn't work for me. Yeah, he didn't do that much of it, Oh, unfortunately. Then we move on to Avengers Academy. I love Avengers Academy. I want at some Doesn't point... Doesn't Paul spit on this book? He hates it. He just wants to spit all over it. I think it's... I think it, I'll give him some for toilet paper for Christmas. Ah, uh, don't, don't, don't. I don't, <laughs> I don't want him to do that to it. The next page, we've got Captain America. So we start off with a bunch of masterworks. A lot of this stuff has either been collected in Masterworks or in trades collecting Jack Kirby's runs. Oh, the Captain, yeah. Um, and then we move into some more modern stuff. So you got Remem- uh, Warren Remembrance. I own this in trade. I kind of wish I had the hardcover. It's a beautiful, beautiful work by Roger Stern and John Byrne, and they had like a very brief run in Captain America. Fantastic. I just finally got this, Death of the Red Skull, classic uh, J.M. Demetrius storyline with the Red Skull, when he finds out he's aging and he's getting old and he wants to die he's the fighting Cap. There or whatever. Yeah, the next one, Scourge of the Underworld. Doesn't that cause him to want to get, get the clone body of Cap? Is that what that came out of? I think eventually he gets it, but the, here he dies, and it's assumed that he's dead. Because that's the, the second time, so he's on his like fifth time now. Uh, something like that, yeah. Then we have Scourge of the Underworld, fantastic storyline with the Scourge... You know, justice be done, or justice is done. Oh yeah, killing off uh, you know all the C list villains, and then we move into the captain. So I actually own a lot of this Captain America stuff. I own all four of those volumes right there. When you have John Walker's first major. Did you say any of that earlier stuff is really required reading to enjoy Cap? Or I, I'd it's say not more required, than... but I, I would say Warren Remembrance, yes, because you have the classic issue with Baron Blood where he decapitates him. You have one of the best retellings of Cap America's origin that they ever did. Plus, you have the uh, the legendary story where Cap gets uh, you know, is he going to run for president or not? So I, yeah, I would say Warren Remembrance Cap. is definitely worth reading. The other ones, they're very, very good, but you have to kind of want to experience the 80s because there's some weird stuff happening in these in the Scourge volume and in the Captain volume. Like you have D-Man and uh, Nomad hanging out with, uh, with Cap, and it's a little weird, a little bit strange. Uh, on the top of the next page, we have uh, The Bloodstone Hunt. You ever read that with Captain America? It's an important. That, no. blo- it's. Uh, I, I was about to say, like, I wouldn't really. You haven't read anyone, a lot of this stuff. No, you? I don't care about a lot of classic cap. I would suggest people start at Operation Rebirth okay. with Mark Wade and Ron Garney, and mm. then kind of 
there are a few ones after that I would have them read, but uh, if ultimately, you like, Catman, if you like, then I'd really say good. if you like Crossbones or Baron Zemo, you should read Bloodstone Hunt because they're pretty important in there. Man Wolf or Man and Wolf. I never really the artwork is terrible. It looks cool in the cover, but it's not good in in the interior. Then you have two uh, two trades to do the fighting uh, fighting chance acceptance and denial. I, I hated that when it happened. I remember looking at pictures of Captain you America. You know what I mean? It's like Captain America doesn't have a lot of really no. good stories that stand the test of time. Then Operation Rebirth happens, which is fantastic. Well, yeah. it does. Parts of it haven't aged well. Sure, but, but overall, it's a and fun Sharon story. Carter being an angry, angry like even the way they illustrated it was her, the nineties like, though. Like women were like, oh, they have to, we're gonna make stronger women all of a sudden, but they didn't do it in a way that was actually no. legal. Uh, then you have to serve and protect, which is actually very strong, really solid return to Captain America's. Back in the Marvel I universe. would say, uh, sure, that was good, but really, American Nightmare and Red Glare are. I, I love oh, you those love stories. Red Glare, I yeah. love those stories. I don't. I don't know if I haven't read them recently to see if they held up or not. Yeah. But I do. I love them. I keep meaning to buy this at some point. The Sentinel, Sentinel of Liberty hardcover because mm. it collects that entire. It's Brian Vaughn was involved. I didn't know. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually very good value. It's only like. Oh, 20 something bucks, and you got 12. What does issues. that tell you, though, when they throw a lot of issues at you for cheap? Oh, they think means no, one, no one wants it. They don't think anyone wants them. And there's some really good stories in there, but it's because it became kind of a what if comic in some of the parts. Like, it was kind of an odd book. And then they do this like, Dan Jurgens trilogy, and I don't recommend Dan Jurgens on Although, anything. right now on Amazon.ca, I think one of the volumes, I think volume one, is uh, discounted as part of their bargain books pro- uh, program, which for like 10 bucks, which is actually pretty good. It usually retails for 25. You still get a little bit of good uh, Adam Cooper, uh, sorry Andy Kubert art in um, the volume one of Dan Jurgens yep. uh, trade, which uh, was what uh, uh, Fearmonger, Hatemonger, Hatemonger. Yes, which was fine. It was okay. And then but they then, moved to Protoside, and I like the idea of Protoside, but they didn't really do a good the, job of it. No, no, not at all. And then we have the mo- and the next page has the modern Captain America, which much really, better. This is where you should start if you really want to. Pretty I mean, much, I would agree. Everything Cap Winter has, Soldier, everything Cap has been since two thousand four is because of this book. Yep. So you start off with the Winter Soldier. If you want to kind of jump in for the next movie, the Winter Soldier, it's all here. And they had rebooted Cap so many times before this. It's amazing. What was this, Volume 5 or something by the time they volume got it right? Volume 5, yeah. Now, I really like um, the first Reber and Cassidy's storyline in that in that relaunch. That was I, Captain America 4. That was a great... And only that's the only volume you really need from that whole relaunch. Yeah. Um, very good. Very enjoyable. It but this weird. is... If you just want to read a nice run of Cap, start with Brubaker's. No, I, I agree completely. And actually, they're making it easier to buy. Because originally, the Winter Soldier was in two trades. Now it's in nice Which one. Which I have. One collected. I like the my two trades. I, it is two... It's two acts. It's it two is two acts. acts. Yeah. And I like having the two trades, but I also like that now they've done it as yeah. one. Uh, Red Menace, again, was originally two trades, and now it's one. Uh, then there's the Civil War, Captain Which America Which was a trade. good... That was good stuff. And then there's three, Death of Captain America. Now, this Which is I where... Which I don't like. I, trade, I, went, I really liked it. It was afterwards it kind of lost its way. Mm. But him becoming Cap was a really cool storyline. Uh, it was originally over 18 issues. That's when I started buying singles, was Captain America 25. Uh, oh, you weren't buying for Winter Soldier? No, you I was buying a trade. I was reading it, and I was, download- I was downloading it online, which I don't like doing a lot. Uh. And then, uh, then I was like, but this is amazing. And I would never have bought it if it hadn't been for the fact that I've been downloading it. And I was like, I need to own this. So I bought the trades, and then I bought singles. Uh, starting in February or March, they're going to be re-releasing the... Uh, all 18 issues of the Death of Captain America, those three that were previously in the three trades, and one big collection, which I cannot wait for. Mm-hmm. Then then it kind of loses its way a little when, you know, Captain America eventually comes back and reborn, and it's not as good. But, I mean, there's still some pretty strong stuff. Uh, Rube Baker is a very strong Cap writer and had one of the strongest voices Captain America's ever had. Would you say? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Mark Wade was good, too. Um, yeah, I'd say overall... 
Brubaker is probably the best just because I thought his Winter Soldier was so strong. I really think that Winter Soldier is the best thing he's done um, easily. Yeah. Just that first it's also, issues. That's just also the... He, he plays so well in that genre. Like He brought Cap into this more espionage, more grounded action. There was less overall super heroics. I just didn't feel as thrilled about almost anything that happened though in that book after the first 12 issues. It all kind of mm. just didn't measure up to me. Yeah. Uh, then the next page we have Cap American Bucky, which became Cap American Hawkeye and Cap American whoever. I'm not a big fan of that. But then also in the next page, then you have Winter Soldier in his own book, which I really enjoyed, which you weren't a huge fan of. I just didn't, uh, I didn't know why any of it was happening. Like, I don't know what the purpose is. I don't really feel that there's any kind of like, nothing to lose, yeah. nothing really to gain. I don't really know why he's doing it. Okay. Next up we have the Thor. So there's a lot of masterworks. Classic Thor. Classic Thor, Journey to Mystery, that kind of stuff. Uh, I gotta say, I haven't read most of this stuff. Like, I'm just kind of looking at it. I'm like, I haven't read Asgard Should Perish. I haven't read The Quest for Odin. Like, no. I, I would be interested at some point to listen to read this stuff, but I feel like it doesn't really matter. I have read Walt, World Engine, yeah. um, which was enjoyable for me as an Alice fan. But ultimately, unless you just want to see him like get with the Enchantress, it's not. Mm. It's, it's skippable. I kind of like the Thunderstrike finally got a trade. Um, I know you do. That's kind of nice. But although it only actually includes one issue of his own book, so basically it's him as Thor. Uh, now, I do have to point out there's the Thor by Walt Simonson omnibus, which is absolutely gorgeous. It's mm. like 1,100 pages. It's uh, the entire run of Walt Simonson on Thor, and he really revolutionized the character. He created Beta Ray Bill. He did a lot of really important stuff, and his artwork was spectacular. It's really worth checking out. Uh, then the, then after that, we got the Hero Returns from Reborn. And uh, did you like this stuff, the Dan Jurgens? Did you ever read any of that Thor stuff? I did, yeah. I read. Um, I got the alternate cover of Thor number one. Oh, the Sunburst? Which is so good. That is the best. Uh, the Cap's also very good, but yeah. Cap and Thor are quite good. Um, Sunburst covers, yeah. Um, I read about five issues into it. I really enjoyed Ramita's art on it, but ultimately Dan Jurgens' story didn't really capture me. Mm. Uh, I came back when Andy Kubert started to oh God, work on gorgeous. it, which is so good. When he fights the gladiator, gladiator I love that, that issue. On the cover? Oh my goodness, yeah. yeah. And he kicks he kicks the hammer out away from us. We can't get to it. Oh, yeah, it was really, really unbelievable. Good. Um, but then it, it went very weird with the whole like Asgard on Earth type of stuff. Like it, was, it wasn't bad. Yeah, it, was just, yeah. it felt more and more like they and were going to they were going to retcon this somehow. And eventually they did. However, once they did wreck on it, then we got... Avengers Disassembled, Thor, which is one of my favorite Thor stories of all time. Yeah, and in a couple a couple weeks we'll have an episode coming up where we'll be talking about Avengers Disassembled and kind of breaking down the storyline. What's this good, what's bad. This will be heavily featured here. This will be heavily featured because I think this is one of Amber's favorites. Yeah, easily. And it's I remember so reading this and uh, I, I hadn't read the singles and someone had told me about it. So I read the download. The and singles I remember, were so hard to get a hold of at the time. Do you remember this? Actually, I do. They were selling out... Because I was gonna, exploded. I was going to buy the singles because I read it online. I'm like, again, I'm, you couldn't find them, could you? I, no. And then I was like, and then I remember the day I, I, I was researching. The, the, it was it was all in one day. I read it all in one sitting. I couldn't get up. It was just amazing. And, so then, good, yeah. and then by the end of the day, I had to order it and trade. I, I remember like, I the wait. issues that I had paid three dollars for. And Wizard the next month were up to $20. Yeah. It was so highly regarded and desired. You, and, and they kept them dead for a while. Yeah, they I gotta did. give them credit for that. Like, and, it, it was... that. And it felt like I knew it was cyclical, but it was nice because uh, Oming and the, and the story says, "Look, the death and the rebirth of the gods is cyclical. It, it that, happens." That last page is like, "I'm just going to sleep for a while." Yeah, like you knew he's coming back. So it had meaning. It felt like there was a, a great loss, and there were giant storylines he misses. He doesn't. He's not there in Civil War. He's not there for these, you know, um, World War Hulk, where no. everyone's like, "Oh, I wish Thor was here." Not there. Yeah. So there was a sense of him being missed. There was a sense of loss. Yeah. 
Uh, then loading up the page, and we got he comes he back. Comes back, but he was it was told so well by JMS. Oh, JMS is the only one who could have pulled it off. And Koipel's art, though, oh, gorgeous. Because Koipel comes back later for Mighty Thor, but with Fraction on, on the, it didn't uh, fit. It, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work. Now, also, it's interesting. Then you also have some Marco Jervik. Uh, now, I don't have Volume Two. I only have Volume One, and that Volume Two is very hard for me to get. It is very hard. I have the uh, the, the omnibus collection of it, <sighs> the entire run of Lucky one guy. And actually, I sold for thirty bucks my entire run of that to. Uh, Paul. Oh, yeah? Because he was like, I don't know if I can get my hands on this. I'm like, you won't be able to. So you gave him the singles, eh? I gave him the singles. It was part of like an elaborate trade. I gotta trade. sell some stuff to, to, to it, was, it was part of an elaborate trade. Oh, I think okay. I gave him that, and he gave me five bucks and two trades that I was going to buy off him anyway. This is also the beginning where with the, with the redrawing of, uh, or reimagining of Thor with a chainmail armor designed by Koi Pell. Yeah. Kind of the more His of a, movie costume comes from this. Yes, comes from this. And this is kind of what a lot of people, newcomers to Marvel, know Thor to be. So when they eventually reboot the Kirby costume, people are going to be like, what is Oh, Well, like in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, what is he wearing? He wears this one. He wears yeah. this one. And his alternate cover is the co- it, costume is yeah. Kirby's. It's been interesting that like usually new costume designs, and they don't last long, nope. and people do not but like this them. Is really Good. But people really liked it. It looked regal. It looks. Yeah. It looks I have an action figure on my from Mar- from Marvel whatever they call the Marvel Legends, and it's it's gorgeous. It's yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's absolutely gorgeous, and it's very rare when you have a costume redesign that's you know relatively drastic. It's very different, but at the same time, it, it, it's used to the original spirit. Can you divorce nostalgia from this conversation and okay. say what you honestly think is better, the the um, Kirby one or the Koipel one? Oh, Koipel. Yeah, not even. I, a question. I think I agree. I think it looks more like a god. Yeah, a warrior, a medieval this is, warrior. Because like I know that they like to have kind of like the weird like having a lot of body showing through, but like this is very. It's not ornamental. Like you do have those orbs, but they're placed. They're in, downplayed. They're very downplayed, and and this just, was part of the design of like a. a yeah. A Viking even the kind cape looks better because they have an arc all, all yeah. the time. Like it has that. Ridge. Oh yeah, it has a cool ridge. To and it, yeah. it just he he looks like he he should be one of the rulers. The only thing I don't like. Yeah, is the helmet is a little bit. It's a little weird the way Koi Powell does it. Kind of doesn't quite fit in his head, right? Yeah, I'd like, it's kind of just sitting on the top of his head, almost like a metal yarmulke. Yeah, I wish it was a little more now, helmety. The sad part is after JMS leaves, I really didn't enjoy the book for quite a while. No, uh, it wasn't any good. So, and and it was in a weird middle spot because they kind of forced him out the book because they knew Siege was coming. Uh, but then when Siege happens, it's a good storyline. It's kind of when I stopped caring about Thor's universe mm. because I didn't understand the status quo anymore. Because at, from that point, it just felt like it got really fractured. And when, would, would they take Asgard out of yeah, Oklahoma? Yeah, but it's still kind of there, but not mm. in times. And then Fear Itself makes it even worse. Because then they bring in Asgardia and the Old Mother and the Old Father is trapped in another dimension. And then there's Tanneris. And it's just, I didn't care anymore because they didn't, none of it felt invested, I was invested in. Whereas when JMS was doing it, it all felt very real. It felt like there's this small community, and I loved I loved them going to Broxton. It's weird, yeah. Like, it was weird, but they played it up. It, it, just, felt like, it felt like an 80s movie. A little, but you know what? Kind of the same way the Thor movie felt. There was that little bit of, of quaintness, a little bit of fun, that you can have humor, but it, it doesn't detract from some, some of the epicness of the characters. Well, what I mean when I say that is there's a lot of 80s movies, fantasy movies, that take place, like even Masters of the Universe with Dolph Lundgren. In our world, and then there's kind of like a portal to another world, or the cartoon show Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, so yeah. there's regular kids, and they have a portal to the Dungeons and Dragons world. So yeah. a lot of '80s kind of things feel that way, where it's 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 firmly rooted with us and our people, but we have this on the other side of the curtain is this mystical world that we yeah. just would look there, we could find, and they. So that. after that, then you have uh, the Mighty Thor by Matt Fraction, as we already mentioned. It just didn't work for me at all. The concept doesn't get yeah. executed. Very Fear well. itself, I didn't enjoy that. And then there's more by Matt Fraction. Now, Journey into Mystery, absolutely fantastic. If book. you're interested in reading about Loki, 
if you're yeah, yeah, I gotta care a little bit about Kid Loki. And a lot of times I didn't even know really what was happening, but I didn't care because it was just <laughs> it felt like Kieran Gillen was enjoying himself so much mm-hmm. and he was having this fun little adventure with Kid Loki that I, I was just I was totally I bought in. I was like, I wanna I wanna experience this journey with this character. Mm-hmm. This journey into mystery. Uh, <laughs> it was really, really good. I'm gonna be sad that he's no longer at the start of that book. But he'll be in Young Avengers, so don't worry, he'll be around. Iron Man. A lot of masterworks, classic stuff. There's Read up- Demon in a Bottle. Well, there's an upcoming omnibus that covers the entire uh, Michelinie Layton uh, period, which is extremely important. Some really good stuff happens yeah, there. But if you were to sum up two older stories, Demon in a Bottle and Armor Wars, done. Those would be those yep. are the ones. Now, I, I, a special mention for Doom Quest because that's a if you sure. kind of like the two armor guys in the past and in the future, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legacy Doom kind of wraps that story up. Uh, Ironmonger, great story for Obadiah Stane, who was in the Iron for Iron Man one movie. Uh, the Armor Wars prologue is actually a really fun and enjoyable story that sets up Armor Wars. Mm. Armor Wars 2, not nearly as good. I wish they would do a, like a hardcover uh, for Armor Wars. I know, and have a nice black cover that, yeah. afterwards, but they're not doing those anymore. Uh, the Dragon Seed Saga with Iron Man was not very good. I keep hoping for Hands of the Mandarin to be in a hard, uh, trade, but that's not happening so far. War Machine, important for fans of the character. Not very good stories, nope. though. Uh, Deadly Solutions I'm sad this isn't in Trey but this is the first Iron Man back into the Marvel Universe during Hero's Return mm-hmm. really good Sean yeah, Chen stuff very good uh, and then you have Return of the Mandarin which also had a great Spymaster thread sure, going yep. through it and then the controller as well those are good some really good stuff and then right after that what did they jump to? Iron Man Disassembled which actually I enjoyed yeah I wasn't, well told. A, I wasn't a huge fan but then right after the extremist, just kill off his long-term girlfriend, which kind of yeah, in which, a nothing way. But... And happy too? No, no he happy died in the war. Oh yeah, uh, no, actually that's that's kind of weird. They kind of cut out that in this book. There's a huge section they cut out. They yeah. cut out everything he did as director of Shield. They go extremists, and then they ignore the rest of that run right up to Fraction. I love the Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff. Me too. I'm surprised they cut it all out. That being said, Matt Fraction did do a really good run. Buy the massive trades. Uh, sorry, hardcovers. That's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. The, there should probably be a third one collecting the rest of the run. and It's good stuff if you like Matt Fraction and Salvador La Roca, but the artwork gets a little bit wearing after a while. Black Widow, I don't know a lot about she her. She doesn't have a lot of stuff. No, she has a few trades. Some more important old stuff. But they have um, Itsy Bitsy Spider. Yeah, they have Itsy Bitsy Spider. That was good. That was fun. Yeah. Really good pencils by J.G. Uh, Jones. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then we got Hawkeye and Mockingbird. So, again, the Hawkeye trade showing up. Solo Avengers Classic. Some really fun Hawkeye stories. And a great Jim Lee, a Jim Lee illustrated uh, Mockingbird story, which comes out of nowhere. Then there's a really weird Hawkeye the Marksman hardcover, which I enjoyed, though. Uh, you got... Uh, uh, what was it? The reunion, which is the reuniting of uh, Mockingbird and and Hawkeye, which has since kind of been thrown away. That yeah. they don't care about them. Uh, you got. I really enjoyed the Dark Rain Hawkeye. That's an interesting bullseye Tom story. Rainey. You don't like Tom Rainey though. Do not. And then the rest of it, the the stuff with Mockingbird, unfortunately, doesn't really mean much anymore. Hulk. A lot of Hulk masterworks. Uh, we know someone out there who likes Hulk. Yeah, we do. That's for you, Tom. <laughs> uh, now, the, the, they've actually started a lot of trades recently. And if the artwork wasn't. The artwork is very of its time, and I know that a lot of people like Herb, Herb Trempe and other artists like that, but I wanted to get this Incredible Hulk pardoned, which has two, Incredible Hulk 269 to 285, which is a nice big chunk, and then the one after that, Regression, 286 to 300, but I just couldn't do it because I didn't 300 like the was artwork. a big deal, wasn't it? It was a huge deal. And then after that, you got the uh, John Byrne Visionaries. Good stuff. He had a very short run, and then you have uh, the Peter David, who's on it forever. A huge run. I don't Peter even David. think they're not even done with him. Look at this. Look at all the visionaries. How many yeah, volumes are they're on only here? up to volume eight, and that only doesn't even get you up to four hundred. Wow. And he goes up to what four sixty six. So if they ever finish, there's going to be like thirteen volumes. Uh, John Byrne and Ron Garney. I did not enjoy that. 
on Hulk. No, it wasn't very good. Uh, then you got, uh, was it Past Perfect? That wasn't... Uh, I, well, there are aspects of it I enjoyed. Aspects of it I enjoyed. And then after they got Return of the Monster, which is extremely which important I really enjoy. for Hulk. Yeah. Uh, that It's weird, though, because they've just discontinued this Marvel Premier Classic line, and they got up to an Abominable, which is right near, like, they still have, what, like, probably another they volume have, or two yeah. left. Yep, and we're never going to get it in a hardcover. It's too bad. Because Maybe this all leads up to Planet Hulk. In its own way. I, and, and it, well, there's a lot of stuff that happens in the middle. Too. Yeah, chronologically. Yeah, well, there's, the, there's a prelude to it. He finishes his, um, Jones finishes his arc. Uh, yeah, and there's Tempest Fugit. And then there's, yeah, which is like a one-shot. And then they have the prelude story about him yeah. going into the space station. Which the prelude is not included on this chronology, which is mm. odd. But then Planet Hulk. It's not that important, but it's nice. I love Planet Hulk. You know what I have? Nice green hardcover. What do you got? It's green? Yeah. Oh. I told you that. It's a nice green. I got Upkiss. got Bubkiss. It's because you waited. Uh, kick in the pants. That's what you get. Uh, then you got the World War Hulk uh, hardcover, which, I mean, it's important if you want to know anything about It's a Hulk. great story. Now, this is actually helpful for me, because I have thought sometimes about trying to follow the, all the Hulk stuff that happened the afterwards. Rock stuff? But there's so much of it now that yeah. I don't think I'll ever do it, because there was the Hulk book with Red Hulk, and then eventually they brought back the Incredible Hulk book with, what, 500 or 600 or something? 600. And then they kind of had both books going, and then they had all this Follow the Hulks, Follow World War yeah. Hulks, yeah. and... So for people who actually want to read all that stuff, this is a great chronology to kind of try and put it in context so you can try and enjoy the story. Would you recommend they try to? Um, if you have a lot of money. I would just wait until Jason Aaron comes on the book. <laughs> I, I'd say if you have a lot of money, give this a shot because there is a lot of material. If you have a lot of money to really spend, or you can find all this in like discount bins. All those rich people while listening to our podcast. Well, I'm just saying, take like, notes. if you can only afford a few trades, then I would say no, because you'll never be able to get enough of it that'll make sense. Sure. But if you can really get a lot of it, then yeah, of course. Uh, the next page continues Hulk. Um, I, I, and there's Jason Aaron stuff, though. And then there's J- uh, Jason Aaron stuff was not very good. No? It was weird. Well, I thought, you, I thought you were talking about how you liked the... Um... The Stay Angry arc? Yeah. I was enjoying it, and then it got weird. Oh. So then I was not really enjoying it as much. And now he's an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. soon, so... Uh, then we got all the Fantastic Four Masterworks. We'll just run through those. Do not get this World's Greatest Comic Magazine. It's by Eric Larson. It's not good. It's a waste <laughs> of time. Sorry, I have a personal opinion. Yeah. Uh, next, we have a bunch of kind of selected stories throughout their history. The Overthrow of Doom... I don't know that one myself. The Search for Galactus. Uh, the John Byrne Omnibus. They used to have, like, I think there's like six visionaries, but now there's, they've started an omnibus, so there should be a second one coming out at some point. If you really want very classic FF, yeah, John Byrne. There is the kinda... second coming of the FF. Uh, one of the best runs. And then you have uh, you like X-Men, X-Men versus Fantastic Four. Then you got Fantastic Four by Walt Simonson, which is important, but not necessarily mm-hmm. all that memorable. Now, for me, I absolutely Mark love... Stuff. Now, this is... You're saying this is possible for someone to buy this because i have not seen these anywhere for a long time they actually said that they've recently started an ultimate collection okay so they i mean unfortunately i think there's too many i think there's four ultimate collections but it has the entire run so you can buy it all now okay and it is it's classic ff is it modern no it's not uh i would just go to jonathan hickman stuff now they kind of miss they skip out on all the stuff that kind of came after that because there was stuff by jms and then they go right to civil war and then they go from that they miss out completely on millar and hitch's stuff and they go which right to... not really... It's not needed. Good. Then you go right to Dark Rain Fantastic Four, which is when Hickman comes on. 
I absolutely love Hickman's stuff. I'm a total convert, and uh, you should read all of his FF, which continues on to the next page where he mixes in FF and Fantastic Four, mm -hmm. and it will almost all be done soon. Like, you can almost buy it all in trade uh, within the next six months. So I'm going to have it all, and if they ever do it in Omnibus, I'm going to sell my trades to Paul. Eventually. You have trades of all these? I have trades of all of it. Some to me. What, the trades to you? Yeah. You want them? Yeah. When they eventually come out anonymous? Uh, we'll see what happens with Paul. I, see will, if I, can... I will look at you then. Because, well, he hasn't really I had a chance to read them yet. Whereas you've read some of it and you like it most stuff. Them, yeah. So, Next up is Amazing Spider-Man. So there's tons of masterworks, tons oh, of essentials. Goodness, yeah. uh, I would recommend getting the omnibuses because I have I did the first two on omnibuses the on the buys. That go on, the, up, on the buy. We can't the buy. to it. Right. I have two omnibuy of Amazing Spider-Man that go up to issue 67. So they're massive tomes. Uh, there's a lot of individual collections which I recommend getting. The Death of the Stacy is one of the best if you want to read classic Spider-Man by Gil Kane or work uh, Ross Andrew as well. Uh, this is this is one of the most important stories the storylines will ever read for Spider-Man. Am I wrong in that? No, no. Uh, after that, the original Clone Saga, which has a, a special place in my heart. I got yeah. that. In, I first read it in 1995 when I was like 12 years if old. If you're not 12 in 1995, you probably don't need to pick this up. You know what? It's great classic Spider-Man. Yes, but it won't really impact your love of other stories no. if you don't read it. Next up, I, I would agree. Return of the Burglar, very good story. Uh, the Burglar dies. Spoiler. It's like 30 years old. Uh, nothing, nothing Can Stop the Juggernaut. Fantastic. That just recently came out in hardcover. I have that as well. I have a lot of these in hardcover, actually. I have all three of those volumes you just mentioned. I have Death of Jean DeWolf, which Gene. is one of my favorite... Gene DeWolf. One of my very favorite Spider-Man stories, as evidenced on our top five Spider-Man storyline episode. Uh, Craven's Last Hunt. There which you we, go. That's where you start. Craven's Last Hunt. That's not where you start, though. Well, if, unless you do, if, no, if, if you like no, Ditko. you do not start. If you like Ditko, go with Ditko stuff. I recommend reading at least the first 12 issues of I know, but this is so dark and so not Spider-Man oh, so that you shouldn't start with it. Why not? Because it's just not a good starting It only gets brighter spot. from there. Well, that's true. It can't okay. get much Get it darker. and keep it away for a bit. Yes. Read some nice things yes. and then pull it out. Uh, the Todd McFarlane, David Michelini, Omnibus, fantastic stuff. Hmm. Uh, a lot of fun, a lot of venom. Uh, the graphic novels, nice collection. Sinister Six, if you really like the Sinister Six, you should pick up the uh, Sinister Six hardcover, uh, which I think is coming out in trade soon. Uh, then there's Torment. I would not. Re I would recommend Amazing Spider-Man by Michelini and McFarlane before this. Before Sinister Six or before Actually, Torment? Actually, entirely instead of Torment. Oh, yeah. Torment's not good. It's not very good. Illust it's illustrated beautifully, yep. but it's not got any story. But, but what he has influenced in other artists since then, those other artists like um, uh, Tom Lyle and uh, Mark Bagley have They've gone on to do They've better. done it better, yeah. So I don't think there's any point in this case. Uh, Spider-Man Masks, I would... In Perceptions, those aren't very good. The Revenge of the Sinister Six is awful. It's so like the cyborgs. He's got like a cyborg arm. I had that action figure though, so I actually kind of want this, but I don't really want it. Uh, Deadly Foes of Spider Man. If you really like uh, villain centric stories where they actually take the center stage, they're really, really good stuff. Uh, I actually kind of want this. The Spider Man New Warriors Hero Killers. It's kind of, it just kind of reminds me of the old days. Hmm. Uh, the Mutant Agenda. There's no need for that. So much Spider Man. And then Clone Saga Epics. All six. Or all five. Yeah. Five volumes and then six volumes of the complete Ben Riley epics. Fantastic stuff. Green Goblin. I mean... I'm, I love it, but don't start there. <laughs> don't ever start there, but yeah. it's a fun story. Yeah. Uh, then you got Spider Hunt, Identity Crisis. I can't believe how much of this stuff I own. Go on Amazon right now and put Green Goblin on my wish list. Oh, there you go. We changed a life today. <laughs> and now this is where I would actually start. Amazing Spider-Man by JMS. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the next no, chapter. No, I am not. I want this just so I can sell my singles. Because mm. uh, it has the John Byrne, Howard Mackey version of Spider-Man. And I'm hoping that they eventually get it caught up to the point where JMS starts. You can buy the Ultimate Collections. There's five of them. It's a very good run. But what can you not get? 
you can't get uh, in on, on its own uh, Amazing Spider-Man Back in Black. You can't get where it. it's just Amazing Spider-Man's story because it's ten thousand dollars. Green Goblin's like thirty bucks right now. Yeah, that's, that's expensive. expensive for twelve issues. Yeah, well, it's twenty-eight. It's not bad. Uh, then you got one more day, which is kind of like killing yourself softly, or not so softly as the case might be if you like Spider-Man. Uh, then after that, a brand new day. You know what? I'm not even going to bother summarizing it because it's way too much material because they've put out so many mm. volumes. But if you, this is where I would start with Spider-Man. To be really? honest, yeah. Well, because the other stuff is really good, but it's also something that doesn't exist. If anymore. you like the character of Mary Jane at all, you need to write, start with JMS. If yes. you don't care about her, give it. If you just want to read it, Spider-Man and read yeah. Peter Parker and what his life is like, there's a lot of really fun stuff that happens in these volumes. I'm so glad they changed Return of the Black Cat. They changed the name. Remember the original name that was suggested by, um, I think it was Kelly. Yeah, Joe Kelly. Remember the first name? What was it? Back in Black Cat. That's right. Yeah, that would not have been... Right. <laughs> Actually, I take it back. Start at Big Time. Big Time is a good place to start, too. Yeah, Big Because time. it kind of cleans the slate after... Uh, after uh, and Caselli's drawing, and he's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And it's got some really good stuff. And now... They actually show here, there's a bunch of individual volumes, but they've now packaged it as Big Time, hmm. which is the ultimate collection of that, which has uh, like 15 issues. I really still good. don't like Slot, but that's just me. And it's got some really fun stuff there. Oh, there's Avenging Spider-Man? That's, that's, I don't know. I if you don't like Joe Madrera. Yeah, get the first volume and just stop there. I don't know. The other issues weren't so bad. Uh, after that, it got just, every, every issue afterwards went downhill. Hmm. After that, we got Venom and Carnage have a page. I keep wanting to get this, and I still haven't bought it for myself. Uh, unless you're traveling in the '90s, you probably don't even really. Vengeance know much of about Venom it. has the first appearance of Carnage in it. I just I want it so bad, and every time I'm about to buy it, I'm like, I could be buying something else that's newer, and I don't buy right. it. Right, for people who don't who didn't grow up in the '90s and weren't immersed in this stuff, don't bother. They don't really care. Now, uh, Carnage, Lethal, Lethal Protector is important for the character, but yeah, not that. Family right. Feud, Carnage by Zeb Wells. I have my eye on that one. Clayton Crane. Yeah, you love both those people. Yeah. So why haven't you put that in your wish list? Okay, well, good. I wish for it. Okay. I don't get it. I don't actually get things. No. I just wish for that. Um, if, if you like Venom as he is now with Flash Thompson, it's very easy. He's only been around for less than two years. But it's a nice reboot of the character. It's a very clean reboot. You don't need to know anything about Venom as a character. You yeah. can just get in. Uh, Daredevil is next. We've got a lot of masterworks. Daredevil Yellow. Start there. Absolutely brilliant. Actually, I wouldn't start there. I'd start with something that's not on these pages, which is Batman Jack Murdock. Because it's oh a pre- oh, it happens. Okay, okay, I'll okay. give you that one. Okay, because it happens before Matt ever. Could grows you imagine up. doing that? Okay, so Bang Jack Murdoch, Daredevil Yellow, and then I'd probably go into um, Man Without Fear. Yeah, yeah. I was, it's how, kind did of, you know I was going to say that because that's chronologically it makes most amount of sense. Okay. Well, that's that's the one, right? Well, chronologically, Man Without Fear should be before. No, yeah, okay, yeah. They put right. it where it is. I don't know why, but Man Without Fear should be after Daredevil Yellow. Well, they kind of exist in the same time frame. And then I would do, uh, if you have the money, go for the Frank Miller stuff. If not, just go to Born Again. Yeah. And then start if, with If you don't have the money for all the Frank Miller stuff, I think you they've changed the pagination because originally they've changed what's in the different volumes because it used to be very clear and then they changed when they did a reprinting. But I think volume one is none of the stuff he wrote. Mm. So it's just self-illustrated, so you could just but jump in with two and three. Isn't that nice that we can both look at, a, a, as fans of Daredevil, and look at pages of his trades and just kind of go, "This." if I were to recommend to someone, boom, 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 and we're pretty much on the same page here. Yeah. You you took Man Without Fear out of my mouth, right? So yeah. you, you're kind of, and, and we can recommend it to them and know that they'll enjoy it. Yes. And I said jump to, after Born Again, jump to Bendis, but I actually might recommend Kevin Smith. 
I would say no. There's some weird stuff in the middle that like Lone Stranger. If you want to see Daredevil make it, but with if Fisto, people don't have a lot of money, then just yeah, kind of get these. these Man Without Fear is an important beat, but yeah, like the Electra stuff by Greg Rucka, I didn't think was all that great. Well, some of it's very good. Some of it. Uh, then you have the Modern Daredevil, so you have Kevin Smith, Guardian Devil. Yeah, you can kind of ignore parts of a whole. If you if you're really loving what you're reading. Get parts of a whole. If you're not right. and you kind of want to see something else, skip over to, to Bendis. Now, Wake Up is in the Daredevil uh, Ultimate Collection oh. by Bendis. So he, they packaged it so you don't have to buy it separately That's anymore. nice. So now you can just buy those three volumes of the entire Bendis run and everything he ever wrote with the character. I can't sell my current volumes of Daredevil to anyone. Right. So I can't get that. Yeah, I have all three of those. Because sure. I had all the singles. I had Underboss originally as a trade. But then I jumped into the singles. Uh, then you have Ed Brubaker. You know what? I still I have the omnibuses of his, this, but it's still very good. His, I don't know. He, again, hit and miss with him. I liked the story he picked up right afterwards with uh, Fra- oh, It got a little weird. when it he, did. he got, he got really boring. obsessed with the Mr. Fear stuff. Mr. Fear was too long, and the Gladiator stuff didn't need to come back. But I liked his Return of the King and, and his Lady Bullseye. Lady Bullseye. That was, and some of those covers were brilliant. Yeah. Uh, Jurvik was really hitting everyone's covers at oh, this point. Yeah, he was. And then after, unfortunately, then you get to the point where the, sh- the build up to Shallon happens, and you have all the stuff by Andy Diggle. Mark Wade's got some good stuff though. And then Mark Wade has it. reinvented it, and has no one thought that you could do anything after Shadowland. I thought Daredevil was po- was poisoned, and I thought so. And then uh, Mark Wade proved me wrong. He was gorgeous, gorgeous work. Punisher's next. I don't have a lot of Punisher love. Do you have any Punisher love? I love not in this first now. page anyway. No, I don't care about Punisher year one. Uh, on the second page of the Punisher stuff, we have the Dark Rain Punisher, which Fantastic. is absolutely brilliant. Just read it again the other day. Uh, I enjoy the Dead End, which continues it, but it's not as solid as the first arc. It's because it's not by uh, Jerome Opinion, but Rick Remender is still doing a great you job. You know what? I would pick that up. I would try it out. Yeah. Uh, the Frankencastle, I don't care. Don't want to touch it. Uh, in the Blood kind of brings him back to being more of a regular character again. It kind of picks up on where uh, the first two... To Greg Rucka stuff. That's after Remender. Go right over yeah. to Greg Rucka. Uh, Greg Rucka's stuff is brilliant, and now it, it's it's over now, and now he's doing a, a Warzone miniseries, and it's uh, by uh, Jan Domenico, and it's mm. brilliant. And he makes Spider Man look scary, cool. like Spider because basically, like Frank is just a man, so Spider Man just beating the crap out of someone should be terrifying. Yeah, sure. So it's it's really good. Punisher Max. I know a lot of people like this stuff. I never really got into it myself. Me either. I can't speak to anyone. I'm not a big fan of Punisher and uh, extreme violence in comics, but I know that there's an audience for it. Then we get into the classic X-Men stuff. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going. <laughs> we're going as quick as we can. Um, so we have an omnibus as the first 31 issues of the original X-Men. I'm not a big fan, to be honest. But it's nice that they no. have two omnibuses with the first 66 issues all there. So you can read the all the stuff. I'd say at least two pages, Dark Phoenix Saga and possibly Proteus. Oh, definitely Proteus. It's one of the best storylines. Yeah, well, but again, you don't have to read it to really... No. Proteus is not a Dark part Phoenix of is more important. Sure. And then in the next page, then you start to realize how much X-Men stuff you need to read in order to understand continuity. Gawel's <sighs> yeah. Man Kills is really good. That's really good. Uh, it's then, not very big either. So you Life Death, I don't... I, it's, it's, if you like Barry Windsor Smith and kind of weird... Spiritual stuff, I'd read this, but otherwise I'd but stay away. Inferno, you don't need... Mutant Massacre... It's pretty important. if you care... Mutant Massacre, you can really just Wikipedia it. If you really care to get into yeah. the, the continuity, then pick it up. I agree with the same, the same thing about Fall of the Mutants. It's very much you can Wikipedia and kind of get what you need from it. It is still good. Extinction Agenda... Sorry, I, really, I enjoy it, even though it's not good. Same thing with Inferno... I love the Inferno crossovers more than I love the main Inferno book. But it's hardly required reading. Oh, it's not required at all. Uh, this uh, Mutant Genesis 2.0, not required in this format, but it's cool. 
I want it someday, okay. but it's too expensive. If you, if you read Love X Men, that's it's a story you should read. It's thirty five bucks, but not necessarily in that for format. seven issues, and I can't do it. Um, I, this Claremont and Jim Lee omnibuses—they're just a little too expensive for me. Otherwise, I would have bought them already. If you love Gene and Scott, get the wedding. Oh yeah, it's gorgeous. Uh, Fatal Attractions. I don't know. Fatal Attractions is hard to recommend as an entire story. Oh no, it's not. Easy to recommend for me. Because there's so much of it that is like boring and not Yeah, really but you know what? As a hardcover, it's gorgeous and it's really a lot of fun. I skipped the Bishop's Crossing. I didn't care. Executioner's mm-hmm. Song, I haven't gotten it yet. I'd like to have it. I, you have to really like Cable. You have to really like stuff, Cable yeah. and that kind of stuff. Uh, then you get into the Age of Apocalypse Prelude, which I recommend just because I, I adore those stories. Age of Apocalypse is hard to not recommend. Onslaught? I can't, I can't recommend Onslaught to a new reader. No, not at all. It's very 90s. Yeah. It's very of its time. Operations Zero Tolerance, I feel the same. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it, but it's <laughs> Maximum not... Maximum Security, same uh, way. The Shattering, don't read it. Don't read it. Like, I mean, if you're a really big... Necessary. Ex- if you love Apocalypse, the 12 Someday I want to have all these in trade, but uh, they're not necessarily good. Uh, and then they get into the modern stuff. Had the Genesis. Which you obviously say I yes really to. Enjoy. Messiah Complex, very good. Rise and Fall of the Shi'ar Empire. Very good. Emperor Vulcan, eh, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. If you if, for, if you enjoy Rise and Fall, then get Emperor Vulcan. Now, Uncanny X-Men, the Extremist, not good. Nope. Then Brubaker wasn't firing on all cylinders. Divided We Stand, I feel the same way. Yeah. Messiah Complex, still quite good. Still very good. Uh, Manifest Destiny, eh. If it, you can get the hardcover of Messiah Complex, do it, because it's very big. Don't get yeah. the softcover like I did. Uh, Ed Brubaker did uh, Uncanny X-Men, and I would say you could just kind of pass over it. A lot of it is by mm-hmm. Greg Land. Not necessarily all that, all that if enjoyable. If you really like Psylocke, Sisterhood is for you, but other yeah. than that, just avoid it. Utopia, again, it's important because it starts Utopia, but that's yeah. all done now, so... Yeah. It's kind of... No, Second Coming, I'd say, is still quite sure. important, that because that's a hope utopia. story. Sure, yeah. It is a Utopia story, but it's also a hope story, and that's what matters. Interesting, they start the X-Men Legacy um, string of books with new X-Men. Which makes sense, because that's what the title was originally called. I know, but they're not really connected. Not at all. Uh, so if you want to read Morrison's run on the X-Men, read Ultimate Collections 1 to 3. Careful. Let's really think about that. Do you want to read Morrison? Okay. Then get it. But don't get it because you think it's going to be important to continuity because it's not anymore. Not anymore, no. But it is... Eh. Zorn? Doesn't matter. <sighs> Death of Gene. Exa- That's all that happens. And, and Xavier like coming out. Yeah, but he goes and, back in again. And, and having the school them, doesn't even exist anymore. And having them create a real school. like That's why they ended up making Wolverine and X-Men out of school, because they really liked playing in that kind of... And it really influenced X3 as a movie in terms yes, of it what did. it was doing. But at the same time... It's I mean, not all that important, but I there's some cool... I feel like you should read The Cure before this. I agree. Instead of. I'd like to read this again at some point. Okay. I, I want to buy it at some point. Um, but then there's a X-Men lot of stuff... you don't need. Once, once it became the Xavier show, I kind of checked out. And then later on, I mean, there's like a Nicosia storyline that you love. This, it's it's four issues. It's not worth getting the trade. Yeah, for. and then after that, you got Age of X, which wasn't very good. You have the fallout of that. You have stuff that leading up to uh, the schism and stuff. It's just not enjoyable. Yeah. But then the next page, Astonishing X Men. All of it. By all of it. By everything that Whedon did. Mm-hmm. So the first twenty four issues in the giant size. I, I, everything can, I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. You can get two Ultimate Collections that collect the entire thing. Do that. Do not collect anything after that because it's not good. It if you don't have any money, get the two volumes of, of Whedon stuff. Yeah, or or then, if you can find the omnibus in a good price, buy that too because sure. it's a nice volume. I wish I'd bought that and I should have. Yeah, the Ellis stuff is not. It's really not worth very it. all that good, and the, the book hasn't been bad in recent stuff by Marjorie Liu, but it's not anything to write home about. And Schism is kind of a, is kind of a misnomer. It's yeah. really everything that came after Schism. Uh, I'd say the Uncanny X-Men stuff doesn't really matter, especially n- now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're reading the AVX tie-ins, just buy that omnibus. Uh, don't bother yeah, with these individual trades. 
The Wolverine the X-Men stuff is enjoyable, but again, that's all going to be collected as part of a massive hardcover, so do that. New Mutants, I'm not a big fan okay. of New Mutants, but I, I respect and, 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 and I'm happy that they have, what, four vol- five volumes of the classics? So getting up to issue four. You really need to have read in the 80s Whoa, to care, though. Sorry, I'm sorry. They have seven volumes of New Mutants Classic. Mm-hmm. I may not care, but at least if I want to read 54 issues of New Christ. Mutants, I could. Extinction um, Agenda is also mentioned here, which I don't feel anyone should read, but Adam enjoys it. I enjoy it f- in, in, in night with my 90 sunglasses. Or 80 sunglasses, whatever you want them to be. After they have the more modern New Mutants, I liked the first two arcs, and then I was done. Mm-hmm. I kept buying it, and I was just like, what, what am I reading? And I thought Abnett and Landon could do amazing things with New Mutants, and it just didn't happen. And then Generation Hope, just ignore it. The only good thing, oh, sorry, the only good thing that happened to New Mutants recently is it crossed over with Journey into Mystery, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. Generation Hope, I have high hopes, and it... Sour, oh, X-Force. It peed those hopes away. Then we got X-Force. Now You don't need classic X-Force. Now, it's interesting that they even bothered having the new X-Force the logo... Yeah. But then all the old X-Force, which you do not need to read at all. Get the... But if you want to, you can. And I appreciate that at least they put it out there. Okay, If you're a fan of the 90s stuff, you could read it. Start with Angels and Demons. You don't need to read anything else to enjoy this book on its own. The name doesn't even really matter. Because it's not part of the old X-Force legacy. No, not at all. I really like... Uh, sex and Violence, which is collected in the old goats, uh, Ghosts trade. I just realized Apparently. they totally cu- cut out uh, the whole Ecstatics uh, version of X-Force yeah, here. That's but, it, but they recently put out a hardcover of that. It's weird. So, yeah, buy, buy this version of X-Force. I personally prefer it to Uncanny X-Force. And I prefer Uncanny X-Force. Just so buy I think, both and read them. Because this was more stylish to me. It was the cool artwork. And yeah, the, I don't care about the style. It was a little bit too much at times, but I found there's a lot... I find Uncanny X-Men to be more uneven. I find Uncanny X-Men better written. It's just Trash better force. written. X-Force, sorry. I yeah. find, yeah, it's, it's, parts of it are better written, but I do think it's more uneven, whereas there is more consistency to the one by Craig Kyle. It's only the, uneven because of other worlds. Yes. If you go back and read volumes one through three, and again, the Dark Death Angel Lock Saga. The, the Deathlock Oh, I love the Deathlock stuff. It was great. Part of it was great. It was really nice. It was enjoyable to see them cut up zombie versions of Marvel characters. It was really fun. And not like zombie zombies. I mean like, you know, yeah. cyborg zombie Deathlock stuff. The next page has X-Factor by Peter David. Started very strong. I'd get the first volume. You, see what you think. You would probably go up to... Uh, sure. Yep. Um, Messiah Complex, Complex yeah. right? So, but start with the first volume. If you like it, keep buying. And then I don't know if I'd recommend after Messiah Complex. Uh, you reach a certain point where you can't really stop. Because you've been like, well, no, because like I have 16 volumes of this now. Like I traded, I sold, well, like I, I had all the issues, but I bought a really good lot online and bought like 13 trades at once because I wanted to convert to trade. He must just be selling these books off of people's pull lists at this point. I don't think he's adding new readers. I think that yeah. Peter Davis is writing for people who already have on their pull lists. I agree. That's Wolverine, exactly what the deal is. Oh, we've already had a discussion recently about Wolverine. Origin, read it. Weapon X, read it. Wolverine by Claremont and Miller, read, read it. it. Kitty Pride and Wolverine, extremely important for the character Kitty Pride to becoming more of a ninja. This, the Scorpio story, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. not as important. Gambit, no. Wolverine Gambit, stylistic, not substance. Not that yet, it's not really important. It's style, not substance. Greg Greg Rucka, I wasn't a fan. I wasn't a fan at all. I like some of it. Enemy of the State, you absolutely adore. Enjoy. I would like to read well, it again. It's really good, yeah. I would like to read it again at some point. The House of M stuff. That's some of Wolverine stuff is actually good. Where he's with Nick Fury. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. fun. And then you really liked Origins and Endings because yep. there's so much potential and then after there. That, Civil War, Humberto Ramos, it was kind of fun. I like the story about him going after Nitro. That was kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot, a lot of, of Sorrow is only useful because of the one story. Yeah. And Wolverine there's 32. The Death of Wolverine, yeah. Logan. Logan's Old Man excellent. Logan. Old Man Logan. Lots of good stuff here. Uh, then we got Wolverine Jason by Aaron. Jason Aaron, which you absolutely get love. Mystique, love, get right? it. Tomorrow dies today. Not so good. No. Um, where's the Adamantium Men. Adamantium Men's really good. You Same the brain people are. De- your, it's very your wife loves it. Yeah. But you and don't. Paul likes it. And yeah. well, Paul doesn't really. No, he didn't. I don't like it. 
And then, have you read a lot of the more modern stuff? You read Astonishing. Astonishing, uh, I have Goodbye Chinatown on my wish list. Back in Japan's on the wish list. So all my favorite Wolverine stuff that was in singles has no, never been reprinted mm. and probably will never be. Uh, Gambit. Uh, why? I don't even know why they bothered listing it here. He actually has a new Gambit Classic Volume 2 coming out soon. Which, you know what it's going to collect? Remember the Rogue series in the 90s by Mike it. Waringo? Yeah. It's going to be in I the... Have it in a trade. It's going to be in Volume 2. Mm. You have a trade of that? Yep. That's an old trade. Yep. That's awesome. NYX, Amber is really into this now, and she's trying to find as much as she can because she likes the character. So she's bought a bunch well, of these. This is what she needs to buy. I need to actually yeah, show her this page. Uh, then Deadpool? we got Deadpool. Now, you stopped on the classics. I would get the first trade, maybe two of the classics. Don't go too deep into it. The first one, really? The Liefeld stuff? It's not as important. Uh, it's got Joe Matera. Oh, it's got one issue of Joe Mad, though, isn't it? Oh, no, it's got more, no, than, that. It's I, more than that. It's one issue of Ed McGinnis, I'm yeah. thinking. And then Volume 2. Volume 2 is very good. How far would you go? I think volume four would be your cutting off point. Yeah, that's up to issue twenty five when it changed. I don't know, first, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I think you should have all the rest, but I mean, at least if you want, again, you can go up to you know issue fifty six of the original Deadpool. They're almost done. There shows the, the original power collection of the Deadpool has become a powerhouse in terms of sales for them. Now I really enjoy the Cable Deadpool. A lot of people didn't by Fabian mm. Nasuja and Patrick Zercher. Uh, Zerker, I guess. I got the Ultimate Collections and I never looked back. I really enjoy them. I bought them all at once. Read them all at once. Fantastic. Mm. Um, but yeah, it has to be to your taste, and it's not to a lot of people's. He's taste. a very continuity driven guy. So, and then there's the more modern stuff out of Daniel Way. But he's, he's he's not funny. He's finished his run now. I enjoyed a lot of it, but I was ready ready Rick for Render a change. Does a much better Deadpool and Uncanny X Force. Yeah, that's well. It's also because he's not a main character though. He, okay, he sure. works better as a supporting. I character. I don't think he should be a main character. Well, agreed. Uh, then after that, we got Cable. Huh. Cable Classic. I don't have any of these, but I kind of want Cable Classic 3. And maybe 2. Because it has kinda some want. newer stuff. Because Ian Churchill. I kind of want all of it. I don't want the Liefeld stuff. I don't want it, but I kind of want... Because there's issues in here that I would, would like. And actually, there is no... There's not a lot of Liefeld in here. It's there enough. is some, but it's I don't know. And then you got the Messiah War, which is not worth reading. No, not but you have a Second Coming, which is worth Cable it. stuff? Is the next page? Yeah, that's a good question, because there's like no... That, no, they didn't even... They cut the out the entire stuff, stuff with Hope. Wow. They they, they went sold. from Cable Classic Volume 3. They Done. went through all the uh, Agent, uh, Soldier X stuff, all that stuff. They didn't care. That's amazing. Ultimate <sighs> Spider-Man. This, this kind of, at, at this point, you kind of have to say, do you want to get involved in Ultimate stuff? If they do, I would say get all of them. Yeah, up to issue you know 132. I mean? Go up to issue 132. In for a penny, in for a pound with this. Mm -hmm. If you don't really want to get involved in Ultimate Spider-Man, then just stay away from it altogether. But, but the, you know what? I, I, a lot of this stuff is out of print, but not all of it. I do appreciate that they've given you nice jumping in points. There's an Ultimate Collection with the first 13 books. Great. And there's Ultimate Collection 2 and 3. So they've done up to issue 39. They're about to release an omnibus of the first 39 issues. Right. So if you really want to jump in, that's where you jump in, and you're going to have to wait a while for them to reprint the rest. If your rest. question is whether or not this matters anymore, it doesn't. It doesn't? If your question is, does this contain a lot of really well-told Spider-Man stories? It, it, it does. does. It does, totally. Um, now, the next page, you get into the Requiem stuff when it changes into Ultimate Comic Spider-Man, which is when I wasn't reading. I read The Death of Superman. Sorry, Spider-Man. Uh, it was both. Yeah. Now, what I would recommend for people is Ultimate Comics Spider Man by Brian Michael Bendis. I do like that cover of Death of Spider Man, Walking Away with Ben. Yeah, no, it's really, really nice. But I really think people should give this a shot with Miles Morales as Spider Man. Okay. The artwork by Sarah Pacelli is breathtaking. Hmm. She has uh, such a fluid form. Um, and then. I would she, like to read that. She leaves the book to do Spider Man, and then I believe David Marquez takes over, and he nails it as well. Like, hmm. I'm going to pick these up and trade when they're available. I'll just borrow them and then judge. Because I, I didn't, I was like, oh, I don't care about Ultimate Universe anymore. And I started reading them, and they're gorgeous. Mm. 
gorgeous stuff. Are they well told, though? Yeah, okay. I actually really like... He's a 13-year-old kid with spider powers. Cool. And they don't shy away from the fact that he's a 13-year-old kid. Good. And his uh, his uncle is the new Prowler. Now, with with Ultimate X-Men, I would not say jump in all the way. I would no. go up as far as... Where the Ultimate collections go. Yeah, don't go further than Magnetic North. They they go up to 45, which is New Mutants. Right? Okay, that's a fine, that's a fine point to which stop. Which is a good place to stop. Yep. Um, I, Magnetic, Magnetic North, that's where he's... What's his name? Stops, right? Yeah, where uh, Brian K. Vaughn? I would say I would agree. And Eminence Drawings, what's good stuff. Oh, yeah, but his his stuff was brilliant. Like, it really... Because uh, it was... It's he, apex there. He had a major arc. And you could tell, because he wrapped pieces together. He's pulling sure. things together, and it was absolutely great. After that, it's I didn't care. And then after Ultimatum, I don't even know what's happening. Don't worry about it. And then we have the Ultimates. Again... Get uh, Ultimates 1 and 2. Get the Ultimates Ultimate Collection, and get the Ultimates 2 Ultimate Collection, and then just call it a day. Yep. Just walk away and pretend that that's all there is. There's, I mean, I've read some of the stuff, and it's not all bad, Ultimate but... Ultimate Comics Captain America by Garney and Aaron is yep. good. Okay. I've read some of the stuff. Like, the Hawkeyes, it wasn't bad, because it was by Hickman. But, but the stuff that will blow your mind is the original Ultimates. Yeah, the original Ultimates was strong. And then we got Cosmic, Cosmic Marvel. Cosmic Marvel. So we have a lot of Masterworks. We've got Kree Scroll. Now there's a lot of stuff that's not included here. Where's Annihilation? Exactly. It's not included. Isn't that seem like a That's giant... a big misopportunity. Annihilation's very good. Yeah, yeah, Infinity but... Crusade? Yeah. Is not... Infinity Crusade 2? Like, come on. Yeah. This is garbage. Infinity War. Like, it, all this stuff is here. And the you end at Marvel, get... the end. You should get Infinity Gauntlet. That's good. The end. Yeah, that's true. Now, if you want cosmic stuff that's not listed here, get Annihilation Book 1, 2, and 3, Annihilation Conquest Book 1, 2, and 3. And Nova. And then find the entire Nova book. And then Galactic, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and then possibly War of Kings. War of Kings, Realm of Kings, there's a bunch of those. And then there's the Thanos Imperative. It's worth doing. If you can do a quick Wikipedia search and find the entire chronology, sure. it's a great story. And then just walk away like nothing ever happened, because that's the way Bendis is treating it. Because now he's uh, he's jumping on the Marvel but Cosmic he's, he's Iron Man in space. Yeah, and like... I'm going to go to Cosmic Marvel, but I'm going to take somebody with me. I don't want to take Spider-Man. Like, you can't take Spider-Man. Okay, fine. Luke Cage, you can't take them. Try again. Iron Man, fine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's a funny guy. Now, well, I actually really enjoyed looking at this type of backlist. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's a lot of stuff, and we already own a lot of it. I tried to squeeze it into a uh, quick conversation here so uh, people didn't get ex- exhausted, but I think we did it. Yeah, we actually went through the entire thing. Like, yeah. I know you, because you, Nate, you're stressed out about time today. We're running short on our recording time. Uh, but, uh, no, there's a lot of really good material in this book that I'm so glad is available. Because, like, do you remember in the early 90s, like, there was no trades? Like, my, no. fir- my first trade was the clone If Genesis. you miss something, you better go find it at a convention or yeah. go through the back issues. And now you have this, and, and I mean, to me, I when I kind of knew that I'm no longer as much of a monthly reader, is when I started looking at solicitations and being more excited about the trades. More excited about the historical stuff that's coming out. Like, the fact that, like, some of my most recent purchases have been completing the Kurt Busiek, uh, George Perez, uh, you know, storyline and trade. Or getting Nothing Stops the Juggernaut in hardcover. Or the Return of the Burglar in hardcover. Like, I'm going back and getting these classic 80s, 70s and 80s stories, which I really enjoy because I never read them when they first happened. I've heard of them. I've read of them in narration boxes. And now I get to go back and read them. Yeah. And there's just so much... Publishing Fun just there. was transformed completely after Casada. I don't think it was necessarily because of Casada. It may have to do with Dan Jer- um, um, Bill Jemis. Bill Jemis as well. But the publishing house at Marvel shifted its focus, and they all decided we cannot have this just being a collector's market. This hobby has to be for casual readers as well, and we need these to be on bookshelves in stores. In, now for a while, the only that... way you could do that, yeah, they were on the rack. They no, no, no. For a the... while, that didn't work. The, 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 we had a lot of writing for trade, so you had people decompressing their stories. 
But then eventually started people started being able to write stuff for trade but not make it mean that the stories felt prolonged. Because right. I think that happened a lot at the beginning of the era. Like, some of the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff, it's good, but it's a quick read. And if you're reading it a monthly, you'd be like, why did I pay three or four bucks for this? But it did get, I, I go to, you know, I, I teach, and I go into schools, and I always check the comic section of the library. And now there is a comic section of libraries. Children have access to things like the Watchmen's in there for, yeah. for some high schools. And that never existed before. No, not at all. And if my high school had comics, I would be all over that. Yeah, I would have never so left the library. they have actually had far-reaching impact on our hobby. Um, then I don't even know that they knew at the time. But the move to trade has transformed it, and I'm grateful for it. Now, do you have a lot of DC trades? Because obviously we've talked a lot about Marvel. I have a Superman trade. Which one? Last uh, last Last Sun. Okay. I almost got Birthright. And I've been looking for Tales of the Dark Knight in trade, but I don't think they exist. No. Tales of the Dark Knight, what's that? It's a comic called Tales of the Dark Knight. Okay. I don't know if I know it. Yeah, it was a good story called Venom that I really enjoyed. Oh, gets addicted to sure it wasn't Legends of the Dark Knight? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's recently got re-released in trade. Oh, good. Like, if find like that. I saw that recently. Like, I say Tales, and it was Legends, and you couldn't make that jump that bridge? I couldn't. <laughs> well, no, because I, I think there has been a book at some point called Tales of the Dark Knight. <sighs> but Sorry. Cause I apologize I, for regular DC readers. I am not one of you. Okay. No, there, I have some DC trades. Uh, I do think that Marvel has always had a better program, although David Gabriel, the VP of Publishing, has recently announced that Come Marvel now, a lot of their books are not going to go to hardcover, which is good. That part's good. Because okay, they good. used to have too I many hardcovers. Like so only their stuff, premium yeah. books are going to be in hardcover. However, instead of going to hardcover and then going to trade a few months later, it will now be eight months until they come out and trade. Oh, no. Yeah, which is more like the DC model. Although at like least that. it's eight months. Because in DC, you never know. Mm-hmm. Like I re- like with DC's New 52, a lot of their books went out into trade right away. But the ones that they know they can wring a few extra dollars out of you, they'll wait and they'll put out a hardcover Isn't first. Isn't there value in marketing something soon after it becomes completed as a story in the, in the serials, in the monthlies? To give you, you know, people who are waiting a chance to get it collected? Are they thinking it's going to uh, backfire on them if they release it too quickly and it's going to minimize they think secondary been, market sales? They think they've been flooding the market with trades. I think they're actually, and I, I think, I apologize, I don't know enough about it. I think they're also planning on slowing down the production of hardcovers so it's not quite as soon. Like right now, uh, The Avengers vs. X-Men came out two weeks ago in hardcover. That was about maybe a week or two I know, after. I have to wait until spring to get the softcover. Yes, you do. But, I mean, that's, that is what it is. Anyways, uh, that has been episode number 30, our spotlight on the Marvel Backlist reading chronology. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, I'm here with my, I've been with my guest. Nathan Struck. Nathan Struck. Yep, we had a, a special guest just uh, jumped in the door. Uh, make sure to give us an email at Adam, sorry, at Comic Shenanigans. We'll give my personal email in there. Mm-hmm. That would have been an, a, a, a problem. Uh, Comic Shenanigans at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook. And, um, yeah, make sure to turn in next time. Thanks for joining us.